Oh, it's the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman. I am a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com. Uh, you can contact me there or through my social media at Mainly Plants. If you don't follow me, follow me because um, you get a lot of good tips and uh, tricks there too. Uh, you can DM me through there or you can email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. Sponsors, let's skip sponsors this week because it's Saturday and who really wants to listen to me ramble about all the awesome products uh, for discount that you could possibly get. So instead, just head over to mainlyplants.com and below the podcast uh, menu option, you'll see a sponsors post uh, you can, or a sponsors uh, tab, menu tab, and you can click on that and it'll take you to the sponsors page. It'll show you what codes to use and take you directly to the sponsors website. So you can just do that. Um, but if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast, please take a second, head to iTunes, give it a quick uh, rating and review. I love reading the ratings and reviews, even if it's constructive criticism. Um, and it lets me, you know, continue to uh, to do better for you guys. So this week, let's jump right into it because, like I said, it's Saturday. Uh, I just woke up from an awesome nap. I haven't taken a nap in like I can't even remember how long, but it's 115 degrees here in Arizona. I just had an epic cheat meal, which consisted of the most massive sandwich you guys have ever had. So I just had a full belly, and I was, you know, exhausted from being hot. I laid down in bed, and I passed out for like 30 minutes. Um, that was a nice little surprise. And, you know, sometimes you wake up from naps, and you, like, have no idea what day it is. But this wasn't like that. This was just, it just recharged my batteries, which is exactly what I needed. I got myself a little cucumber melon uh, sparkling water beverage. And now I'm, I'm here with you guys. I'm here with you guys, and I'm going to talk to you guys about sugar. Because, um, let's see, you know, I I don't have a big sweet tooth, but I do enjoy a nice pint of vegan ice cream here and there. And, you know, it's usually on the weekends, you know, once or twice, but I think it's important to, to, to tell you guys and, and inform you you know, what you're eating, whether it be, you know, leafy greens or tomatoes or even junk food. So today we're talking about sugar. Now, medical anthropologists have identified seven major eras of human disease, starting with the age of pestilence and famine, um, all the way to the stage that we're in now, which is called the age of degenerative and man-made diseases, because the vast majority of diseases that we get at least in you know first world countries, are because of of what we do to ourselves willingly, you know whether it be from what we eat or what we smoke or you know whatever. So in 1900 in the United States, the top three killers were uh, infectious diseases, which were pneumonia, tuberculosis, and um, diarrheal disease. But now, the killers seem to be largely lifestyle diseases, like I said, things that we are doing to ourselves, And those are heart disease, cancer, and chronic lung disease. Now, is this really because antibiotics allow us to live long enough to suffer from degenerative diseases? Well, the answer in short is no. The emergence of these chronic diseases um, seem to have been accompanied by dramatic shifts in dietary patterns. That might be shocking to some of you and might be uh, old news to the rest of you. <clears throat> um, but the, um, the it's, it's best exemplified 
um, by what's been happening to disease rates among people in the developing world as they've adopted these, uh, you know, westernized diets. In 1990, around the world, most years of healthy life were lost to undernutrition, such as, like I said, diarrheal diseases uh, in malnourished children. But now, the greatest disease burden is attributed to high blood pressure, which is a disease of overnutrition. Uh, the chronic disease pandemic has been ascribed in part to the near-universal shift towards a diet dominated by animal-sourced and processed foods. So in other, in other words, you know, more meat, lunch meat, dairy, eggs, oils, refined grains, soda, salt, and sugar. Now, real quick, let's talk about processed foods because you know, a lot of people don't realize that, that some of the stuff that they're eating is processed and, and, and don't know exactly what processed food is. But the American diet typically is high in processed foods. Now, regularly eating a significant amount of processed foods may be detrimental to our health. Now, in order to sell processed food, industries fund research that ultimately misinforms the public. Now, processing can remove nutrients from grains and even things like tea. Uh, processing can even remove fiber, leaving relatively empty calories with low nutrient value. Uh, processed food intake also seems linked to higher blood pressure, like I mentioned before. A much better choice is to eat unrefined plant foods like I talk about on this podcast. Now, processed foods, like I said, are most likely harmful to your health. And those include things like carrot juice, coconut milk, coconut oil, um, white bread, corn syrup, you know, high fructose corn syrup, sugar, and things like sodas. The use of the artificial sweetener aspartame has been linked to um, neurological and behavioral disturbances in some people. Um, some processed foods actually do have health benefits though, and these include things like peanut butter, um, certain jams, um, some juices like cranberry juice, apple juice, grape juice, and uh, soy products like um, tofu, uh, tempeh, things like that. Popcorn is also great. Um, cocoa, but not chocolate, that's the difference. Um, but processed foods often contain additives, preservatives, and other chemical ingredients. So avoiding processed food alternatives like polysorbate 80 can also uh, help reduce your risk for certain things like Crohn's disease. The food, the, the, the food coloring, red dye number three, which is added to a lot of processed foods, has been linked to increased thyroid cancer risk. Um, artificial food dyes overall in processed foods uh, may increase inattentiveness, impulsivity, and hyperactivity among young children. There's a big um, uh, push that these, um, these, these food colorings, these dyes, are directly related and responsible for ADD and ADHD. Processed cheeses often contain you know, a, lot of, a lot of additives, um, things like aluminum compounds. Uh, for those experiencing gluten sensitivity symptom, symptoms, avoiding processed foods can help. It might not just be avoiding things that have wheat in them. Research has found that the intake of processed, fried, and stir-fried meat is linked to increased breast tissue mutations. 
uh, nitrites used in processed meats are considered carcinogenic. So, you know, it's, it's strange, well, I guess it's strange off the cuff that, you know, you have to be 18 to buy a pack of cigarettes, but you can be, you know, 12, go to your local Safeway or whatever, um, whatever grocery store and purchase deli meat, you know, Lunchables, stuff like that, this prepackaged garbage that's full of nitrate, nitrites and stuff like uh, uh, other processed foods, other chemicals, uh, which are carcinogens, and they've been deemed carcinogens, but you don't have to be 18 to buy it. So there's a little disconnect there, at least in my mind, and I think a lot of it has to do with uh, where the money flows. But let's get back to sugar. Um, in 1776, each American consumed about four pounds of sugar annually. That's 1776. That had risen to 20 pounds by 1850 and 120 pounds by 1994. Today, we're closer to ingesting 160 pounds of sugar every year, half of which may be fructose, taking up about 10% of our diet. So think about that. Every year, on average, we eat 160 pounds of processed refined sugar. Even researchers paid by the likes of the Coca-Cola company acknowledge that sugar is empty calories without essential micronutrients. Concern had been raised um, that sugar calories may be worse, worse than just empty. Uh, mounting evidence suggests that in large enough amounts, added fructose in the form of table sugar and high fructose corn syrup may trigger processes that can lead to liver toxicity and other chronic diseases. Now, keep in mind, when I say high fructose corn syrup or fructose in this podcast, I'm not talking about fruit. I'm talking about processed sugar, okay? Um, fructose and glucose is in fruit, but first of all, you're getting much less of it and you're consuming it with a lot of fiber from the fruit, which helps your body metabolize it differently. It's not just going directly to you know to your to your stomach it's not going directly through your liver it's not getting processed immediately the fiber allows you to utilize the, those glycogens and burn them before they get stored as fat it's it's the way nature intended it if, if fruit was bad for you it would it would never have been developed i mean my my thought is this everything in nature has its purpose fruit is edible it has its purpose just like vegetables do but fruit has you know sugar in it to give us energy not to be stored as fat you know there's a there's this misconception that if you eat too much fruit you're gonna wind up fat but you know you can you can eat as much fruit as you want in a day as long as you're relatively active and you're not gonna get fat um, I'm actually working on something right now called the gorilla diet and um, without giving too much away because it's not perfected yet, uh, the bulk of it is fruit. And it's based off of what uh, the dietary habits of a gorilla. And gorillas are not fat. You can go on, on YouTube or on Instagram and you can look up people who eat whole, just fruit diets. They're called fruititarians. And they are shredded because their body utilizes that sugar in a way that it gives them energy not to be stored as fat. Okay, so there's a difference. There's a difference between high fructose corn syrup and the fructose that I'm talking about in terms of sugar, you know, processed sugar, and that in fruit. I actually did a post of, uh, about it on my Instagram 
earlier this week. It's a picture of a bowl of fruit, and I give a, a, a more of an in-depth rundown there in terms of um, why fructose and glucose in fruit is not bad for you. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, please go follow me because um, you're going to get a lot of your questions that might, arri- might arise during podcasts answered there. But also you can email me and, and I'll get back to you and I'll, I'll answer your questions. But moving on, under the American Heart Association's sugar guidelines, most American women should consume no more than 100 calories per day from added sugars, with a maximum f- uh, for most American men being 150 daily calories. That means one can of soda could take us over the top for the entire day. But there's no reason to be consuming added sugars. The World Health Organization recommends we reduce our added sugars, along with the consumption of salt, trans fat, and and saturated fats, because consumption of such foods may be the cause of at least 14 million deaths every year from chronic diseases. So while the, the American Heart Association you know, says have 100, 150 calories a day of added sugar. There's no reason for that. It does. There's zero nutritional value in terms of having added sugars. All your sugar should come from the whole plant that you're eating. So a peach or corn or whatever it be, there is a reason that there's sugar in that. You don't need to be having this refined white garbage or brown syrup in the ter- in terms of high fructose corn syrup. These are highly processed things that are not good for your body. They're these foreign things. And like I said, we all have cheat meals. We all like to, you know, splurge and have, you know, um, whether it be some ice cream or, you know, a sugary coffee drink from Starbucks or whatever it is. Here and there, it's okay. Indulge once in a while. I have a cheat meal once a week, but it's once a week and it's one meal. You should not be having sugary stuff every day. You should not be having sugary stuff every meal. You should not be having sugary snacks in between meals. Now I say this, but let's say you know you you falter and you have some you know whatever it be. I don't want to give away ideas, but you have some sugar in between meals. That doesn't mean that your whole diet is ruined. That just means get back on track. You know, say I, I fucked up. Uh, I had you know this snack that's not good for me. You'll probably not feel great from it. You might have a sugar crash. Um, get back on track. Go eat. Go to the kitchen and have an apple, um, and and get that stuff in your body. That good stuff back in your body and get yourself back on track. You know, I want to stress that it's not about perfection. It's all about progress. And you know, we strive very hard to do the best that we can. Uh, especially with this whole food plant-based diet. Uh, and it's hard. It's hard because the, the society that we live in does not push a whole food plant-based diet. And there's a lot of temptation. And there's a lot of stuff that in our food that we don't realize, we may not realize is in there. But it's okay. Just do your best. And if you falter, like I said, get back on track. But especially with sugar, sugar is it's, um, it's the worst. I don't know how else to put it. It's the worst thing to put in your body uh, in terms of of um, nutrition. Uh, animal products aside, but say you know you say you're vegan. Just because you're vegan doesn't mean that you're eating whole food plant based. There's a lot of vegan junk food, and that's why there's a lot of overweight vegans. So you want to be limiting your sugar as much as possible, your added sugar as much as possible. And you know I've noticed that you know I've been eating more fruit lately. 
And the more fruit that I eat, the less craving I have for sugary stuff because I'm getting that fix through fruit, which is great for me. There's a ton of micronutrients. Fruit on average is, uh, has 5% protein, so you're actually getting protein in there. If you're worried about protein intake, a ton of fiber, you know, all different types of vitamins and minerals. So the next time that you're you know, hankering for some gummy worms or uh, some ice cream, go get a peach. I mean, there's nothing better than a great peach or a great pineapple. Or slice a watermelon in half, take a spoon and just dig it out. Uh, you'll be full, you'll be hydrated, uh, and it'll satisfy that, that craving for sweet stuff. So with that, I'm gonna let you guys enjoy your Saturday. Um, let me know if you, have an, if you have an issue switching from refined sugars, sodas, um, ice cream, cakes, candy, all that kind of stuff, to fruit. I wanna hear your experiences because, like I said, I'm trying to perfect this gorilla diet, and being that the most the bulk of it is fruit, I want to know what your struggles are. People with sweet tooths, what your struggles are switching from refined sugars, added sugars to fruit. Email me Ryan at mainlyplants.com. I, just because you're telling me doesn't mean I'm going to share it on the podcast unless you want me to. Um, but I'd be interested to hear. And until next week, go eat a salad.